world and on satellite. Gregory, and we're going to talk about the kingdom of God. We're going to talk about uh, fear. We're going to talk about courage. We're going to talk about the source of problems in America today and the solution to problems of America today. And we're going to talk a great deal about that when we go on this all-American whirlwind tour from out here in Oregon across to Colorado, down to Omaha, Missouri, Kansas, Texas, across to Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and to South Carolina, and on up to Massachusetts, to New Jersey, Virginia, over into Pennsylvania, Indiana, Iowa, uh, Michigan, and we're going to see lots and lots of people, hopefully. could be thousands, could be tens of thousands. Depends on what you do. And of course, you're the problem. That's one of the things that we constantly are saying. Now people say, oh, you shouldn't beat people up. You should be nice to people. You should tell them things that, you know, tickle their ears and make them feel good. No, you shouldn't. You should tell them like it is and they should learn to take it. You know, it's uh, you need to be uh, man up, woman up and realize that it isn't what they're doing that's the problem, it's what you're not doing, or maybe even what you are doing. You need to have another plan. You need to have another course. You need to follow another way, and that way is Christ's way. It's also the way of Abraham and Moses and Elijah. It's what they were talking about. You wouldn't hardly know it by going to modern Bible schools, though, what these men were doing. If you go to a Hebrew Bible school, uh, you will get told a story about Moses that simply isn't true. They'll take it right out of the book, but it isn't true because they're privately interpreting what the book said. The book was originally in Hebrew, and there's a lot of different ways you can translate Hebrew. A lot of different ways. And in the book, Thy Kingdom Come, we go into that a little bit. But in the book, Blood of the Altar, or Altars of Blood, uh, we're going to go into it in a great deal more depth, but I don't have it published yet. (laughs) So you can't read (laughs) So, And I'm probably not going to get it published until sometime after this tour. Uh, I am running ragged trying to get ready for this tour, and I don't have enough time to do it, so it's going to take a miracle. Uh, And I'm going to be gone for a couple of months away from all the work that I would normally be doing. But And I'm going to be doing it at a time when we're on, uh, I was just saying on Blog Talk, that we're on the verge of one of the greatest economic crises in the history of the world. 
This is even greater than the fall of Rome. Because the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Uh, but it's the same problems that were in Rome. And those problems go back to the people. When you study history and you only study leaders, you're making a big mistake. You need to study the people. Because the people are the problem. There's only a couple of leaders out there. What are the people doing? Well, one of the things they're doing is they're making these men their leaders. Now, people in America have elected many lawmakers. I just heard a uh, mention on the news before the program began. They want to pass a law to make it easier for a special law just for lawmakers so they can get a, a concealed weapons gun permit without any strings attached. Because it's so dangerous being a lawmaker today. <laughs> Well, you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Uh, It's dangerous speaking the truth these days because I got people working for lawmakers breathing down my neck. (laughs) They don't like to hear the truth because it doesn't tickle their ears. They like to hear that we're God's gift to humanity. We're the ones who are making the world safe for whatever. But the reality is is they're becoming more and more of a totalitarian regime, and they will have to. You know, Saddam Hussein was a ruthless dictator, but you had to be in order to maintain order in that country. And when all the ruthless dictators are gone, that country will be at each other's throat, and that's what we see. We see them killing each other because there are so many different uh, diverse ideas in the country. Now, there's some great people in that country. But there's some lunatics in that country, too. We got lunatics over here. We got thieves and robbers over here. And and we elect a lot of them to public office. Thieves and robbers. Yeah. They want to take away from you to give to who they want to give to. And they'll take away from you at the point of a gun. They call it socialism. That's living by the sword. Socialism is living by the sword. Because socialism requires that somebody force you to contribute to somebody else. That's living by the sword. That's that's the Corbin of the Pharisees that made the word of God to none effect. And it's right there in the Bible. Jesus said that. But you guys don't know that because you all want to have ministers that make you feel good. I'm not here to make you feel good. I'm here to point out your problems. I'm here to knock the dull edges off of iron. I'm going to say, hey, no, that's bad. That's a sin to covet your neighbor's goods to the agency of government. But because you think that's okay and you've swallowed that bait, you've become the problem. become addicted to those benefits. You need them. You don't need them, but you think you need them, so therefore you need them. Because if you don't get what you think you need, you go into depression. There's an interesting phenomenon that takes place in nature. People want me to tell more parables. So here's an interesting thing. You got, uh, take for instance, bighorn sheep. You got bighorn sheep, you got a buck out there, and he's the top of the, he's the big buck. He's the one that's going to do most of the breeding. Anybody who fights him, they get knocked down. He's a big buck. But then another young buck comes up, and, you know, he tries and he knocks him down, and he just struts around, and he breeds more 
and that way they keep the herd healthy because the strongest, most virile buck breeds the ewes, and they produce a stronger, healthier herd. But all of a sudden, you get another. Some of those bucks coming up, they're strong too, and eventually they beat that big buck. They knock him down. They don't kill him. They just knock him down and roll him over and humiliate him. Guess what happens? Six months, that buck's dead. Why? Because he was defeated. And suddenly, bacteria blooms in his system, and he becomes weak, and he gets every single cold there is, and he dies. Because he lost. He suddenly, it changed the whole chemistry of his body, and he became susceptible to illness. Now, that's valuable within the laws of nature because now he's not going to be coming back and fighting that other big buck, you know, that new young buck, over and over again. He's not going to do that. And so that's going to allow that young buck to strut around and do the breeding and grow the herd. Uh, that uh, a number of people wanted to get rid of sheep in this area because they say sheep carry diseases that kill bighorn sheep. And there was a study that kind of showed that. This is the problem with studies is they're not always very well done, but they were done by somebody who went to college, so he must be knowing what he's doing. He can say bigger words than me. But the reality is, is that uh, they didn't know what they were doing, and they did a poor job, and they came to this conclusion. Another study was done later, but nobody wants to hear about that study. <laughs> and they did deep throat cultures, and they uh, swabbed deep in, in, uh, and tested the uh, uh, genetics of the bacteria that they found to find the origin of that bacteria. And it was a, a much more thorough study, and they came to the conclusion that the bacteria is all in the bighorn. It's not coming from the sheep. But it suddenly blooms when the bighorn is under stress. And I thought, stress, would that be like men with helicopters flying over them, darting them, uh, and putting collars on them, <laughs> and sticking uh, deep throat swabs down their throat? Is that stress? For a bighorn, that's a lot of stress. And, of course, they were, they were the problem. They want to blame it on the sheep herder who's down the hill. You know, tell you the truth, bighorn have been in with my sheep lots of times. They say, oh, we're supposed to shoot every bighorn that comes near our sheep. I'm, I haven't shot a single one. I think it's a crack. But I've, I've let them know, and they've come out, and they've shot them. It takes them a lot more bullets than it, it takes us if we decided to shoot them. <laughs> but uh, the, the point is, is that they don't need to shoot them. This is, this is bad management. They did, you know, we've shown them the other study. It's done by the same university in Idaho, and uh, they, oh, they've got it in their mind. Oh, sheep are bad. The bighorns are good, and and that's it. They don't understand, but they don't want to understand, so they can't understand. Now, some of them are beginning to get the hint, but they still got this policy of shooting all these bighorns. They've been down and bred our sheep. They come in with our sheep. And we called them up and told them. And, I mean, you couldn't shoo this guy away. This bighorn sheep, he's hanging on the fence. 
and uh, they came down and they eventually you know four or five shots later they killed him you know he was so close you could hit him with a stick but uh, uh, the fact is when we were landing and we discovered that he wasn't there to breed the ewes he was down there to see his children we had big horned <laughs> sheep coming out of our sheep they don't breed very easy and they actually are because most of them don't survive but we've had some that did survive uh, and were extremely healthy and we sold them we probably should have kept them as an oddity but uh, according to them though that if that big horn got in with our sheep and went back to the other sheep they'd all die off because of the bacteria that are in sheep well he'd already been there and they hadn't all died off they were still there we can tell you lots of stories about that, but the point that we were talking about in Blog Talk this morning was this uh, danger that everybody thinks is coming from radiation, and we pointed out that there were firemen uh, who went into Chernobyl and got radiation sickness and died, and there were firemen who went into Chernobyl, got radiation sickness right away, within an hour. I mean, this huge lethal dose, way beyond the lethal dose by many, 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 many times. And they came out, and 20 years later, they're still walking around, talking, telling the story. How come they lived and the other one didn't? And we pointed out that during World War II that people fell into the uh, ocean when the ships were torpedoed by the German subs, and the young people were the ones that were dying more than the old guys. And they couldn't figure out why is that? How are the old guys surviving in this cold water and the young guys die? because the young guys were told that if you fall in the water, you will die, and they believed it, and they died. They gave up hope. They fell in the water, they panicked, they tensed up, they died. The old guys knew, hey, I've been there, got the T-shirt, I'm going to survive. So they started taking kids out and putting them through these young people through uh, outward-bound-type scenarios where they were exposed to cold, they were challenged and told you can do this and they went out and did it and so now when they fell into the water when their ships were torpedoed they believed that they could make it faith can give you an armor just just head faith belief that you can make it can make a difference and you need that and this gospel of fear that's coming out of the media who are trying to sell airtime and sponsors, you know, they they want you to be listening to them, and they're using this story to get you to listen. So they got to make it a little bit more sensational. And it's yellow journalism. We get a lot yellower than yellow journalism uh, today because they're trying to sell a story. Uh, the the mice at Chernobyls are now resistant to radioactivity. They've developed a system that is healthier now because all you need to overcome, you know, exposure to radiation is a good, healthy immune system. Now, one of the ways you can destroy your immune system is to take potassium iodide when you don't need to up your thyroid, which is a part of your immune system. Now, I'm not saying if you're about to be exposed to uh, large levels lethal levels of uh, uh, radioactive material, you should probably take some potassium iodide within the limits required because it prevents these iodized particles from going up into your lymph 
gland where it can cause cancer. But the idea that this radiation over there is is something that we should be afraid of here on the coast. We something we should watch and we should keep an eye on. And yeah, and there, I just heard another news story waiting for this uh, radio show that they're talking about the situation being worse. I can almost guarantee you that the Japanese are not telling you the whole story. It is built into their culture to tell you that things are bad and that this is a mess and that this is happening. And if they don't have to, they won't because that's a shame factor. But they're also working on it. And there there are people with Geiger counters in our network. There are people on the net that are feeding daily reports all along the coast. Uh, And, yeah, there was a tiny little uh, spike in radiation, but there always is. Chernobyl clouds are seen around. Uh, All the radiation that we've got is floating around. Most of that's in Iraq, but it's getting around uh, because whirlwind will pull that stuff up into the upper atmosphere and it'll get into the jet stream and come down somewhere else. Radiation has been around forever. I said you could take a a couple tablespoons of salt and put a Geiger counter up to it and you're going to get a reading. The reality is radiation is with us all the time and it will cause cancerous cells in our bodies all the time. Every day there's a cancerous cell probably born in your body and part of your immune system goes over and kills it. Some of them just die because they're, what is it? It's it's a, a mutant cell and it's not going to work right and your body goes over and attacks it. And, you know, white blood cells or other things, there's uh, proteins that will attach to it and, and cause it to either uh, die or become devitalized and not grow. That's natural. Happens all the time, been happening for many, 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 many years, happens in all kinds of animals. And the healthier you are, the better you will be at protecting yourself from it. Why aren't you healthier than you are? Partly it's your fault. Well, almost always it's your fault. Now, the foods you're eating in the store are terrible. Food matters. Well, don't worry about it because it won't be long. You won't be able to get any of that food in the store. (laughs) So (laughs) that will be good for your health if you've got an alternative. Uh, Like I said also, if you were exposed at uh, Hiroshima when that atomic bomb went off, your chances of getting cancer increased by 40% over what they were before. That's not even a 100% increase over what they were before. It's just a fraction of what uh, they were before it has increased. And so it didn't even really double. You have to look at statistics and understand what you're saying. But if you smoke, your chances have gone up 400%. Well, you can stop smoking. And there are other things, foods you eat, dioxins. I didn't mention that on Blog Talk. Dioxins, you go look up dioxins and alkali lake, do a Google search of that. You'll see one of our websites uh, and uh, articles that we put up, photographs that we put up of a hugely contaminated area, not very far away from us, far enough away that we're pretty safe, but uh, they just dump thousands and thousands of gallons of a residue from the making of Agent Orange that was full of dioxins. Dioxin is the most carcinogenic substance known to man. 
and it doesn't go away either. Uh, but yet there are bacterias in existence that can, and, and one of the articles I wrote to help stop them from letting the guy look at making the settlement with Bear, who are the ones that are financially responsible for this mess, um, you know, one of the articles I wrote helped stop them from getting off the hook. They should be taking the billions of dollars that they make and putting it into research to find the bacteria that devours those dioxins because they do exist and get them out there to Alkali Lake and start working on that project. Japanese are working on that to clean up these dioxin spills all over the world. And and because your 2,4-D, 2,4-5-D, they're all producing dioxins. They're using better processes now that produce less. But that dioxin... Everybody I know who worked out there in that area has either gotten cancer or birth defects in their family. And they're they're not that close, but they're just probably picking up, you know, a little bit of dust particles of the dioxin. Because they had all these barrels out there, and they were leaking when they arrived, and they are just, it was a total, total environmental. And what they did is they sold it to one company, that sold it to another company, that sold it to another company, and talked the county into storing it out there. And they did that so they wouldn't be sued. And then they sold the rights to, you know, what they had produced, you know, the the processes to Bear. That's Bear Aspirin, guys, you know. And they're making millions and millions of dollars, billions, of dollars, and they're not cleaning up that mess, and they could afford to do that. And it's cheaper for them to hire lawyers than to actually clean that up. And you're letting them get away with it because you're not listening to Christ. You're not tending to the weightier matters. And I've talked about this many times. House full of pastors. I asked them, what did Jesus call the weightier matters? They couldn't name them. They couldn't name them. I think these are the men who are preaching Christ, and they don't even know what he called the weightier matters. Oh, they know their doctrines and their theologies and their you know, what you're supposed to believe and all this stuff, but they don't even know what Jesus said. What is the deal? And what he says is law, judgment, mercy, and faith. It wasn't mercy to put that dioxin out there in Alkali Lake. It wasn't justice that put that out there. It wasn't judgment. You can't get a judgment against these guys. And why? Because... There was an old 70-year-old guy who was trying to do something and expose this, and he was threatened by the company. Not Bear at that time, but now it's Bear. Uh, because these corporate guys, they're elitists. They they think they're above the law, like the California legislature thinks they have to have... They should be able to get a gun permit easier than the people they serve. That ain't service. That's ruling. You're not electing leaders. You're electing lawmakers. You shouldn't be electing lawmakers. The law is already made. Law enough. I mean, don't kill, don't hurt, don't injure, don't lie. Don't do damage. That's the law, and juries should decide the law. Fact and law. And that's you. But you don't do that anymore. You gave all those jobs to people you don't even know. And you, you just go and make sure your VCRs are working. I guess you don't use VCRs anymore. Most of you got DVD players. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back. 
with Jesus the Kingdom, and we'll talk more about the solution and what we're going to do about it if you want to do it with us. You're listening to FirstAmendmentRadio.com worldwide. Freedom is never free. We need your day at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Gold and silver is tremendously undervalued. Global demand vastly exceeds mine supply by more than 60% annually. There is little in the financial world more certain than a coming explosion in the prices of gold and silver. The U.S. dollar continues to lose value and respect as the world's reserve currency. Our day doesn't pass without another economist bringing warnings of impending economic calamity. There is gold and silver. Discount gold and silver trading was founded on the principles of truth and honesty. We believe in providing a quality product, quality service, and most importantly, competitive pricing. We provide all forms of precious metals, including American gold, silver, platinum, and rare investment and circulated coins. Silver bars, rounds, and 90% silver bags are on hand for the silver investor. Gold self-directed IRAs are available. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, that's 1-800-375-4188. Now listen to me. The Bible says, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. I want you to know that a corporation is Caesar's. Government takeover of the church. This DVD is the most powerful tool we have for waking up those asleep in the pews. The scripture calls for his people to come out of her. The corporate church is the apostate church, the whore that rides the beast. Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Make copies and give them away to your corporate church friends and loved ones. The truth will make them free. They will watch the DVD, Government Takeover of the Church. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com or call 559-781-3773. Who will tell them if not you? You are listening to the Worldwide First Amendment Radio Network. We do not have freedom of speech because the Constitution gives it to us. The Constitutional Amendment was written to keep the government from taking our freedom away. The Creator gave us our rights, but He also gives us the capacity to do evil or usurp the rights of others. Our individual rights end where the rights of another begin. No one has the right to do evil because evil can never be right. Those who would seek to limit your right to speak or hear the truth are the same who seek to subjugate, control, and enslave you. Freedom is not free. Support the Worldwide First Amendment Radio Network by going to firstamendmentradio.com on the Internet and following the instructions there to support us. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. Uh, God was very clever when he created the world, and uh, he put a lot of things into place. I know there are a number of people out there that doesn't believe that uh, God created the world. He th- they think this is just a coincidence and an accident, but uh, I asked on uh, Blog Talk Radio, which is a half-hour show before we begin this show here on uh, First Amendment Radio, 
uh, I pointed out the fact, what happened to the oil spill that was going to end the world as we know it, going to destroy all life on the planet? Uh, they can't even find the oil anymore. Where'd it go? I mean, there's still oil around, and there's still uh, problems uh, that are left over from that terrible spill, and, and we haven't even seen the end of that. But the reality is is that something came along and ate up all that oil. Yep. Just devoured it and turned it into something else that fishes are eating and devouring. And But there are still contaminants out there that are going to cause trouble and are going to cause problems for a long time. But nature is already working on it far in excess of what we could do as a matter of fact some of the damage that was done was done by the dispersants used to disperse the oil and nature has to find a way of dealing with that uh, so we keep making a mess and God keeps cleaning it up the problem is sometimes we make such a big mess that uh, God doesn't clean it up fast enough. But he get, has other things, backup systems, better designed, far more complex than the backup systems that you see that well, weren't at Chernobyl's but were at uh, uh, Japan and its reactors. Uh, but yet he's still then a series of blunders, one after another, and like I said before, uh, designing a plant that would could withstand 8.2 on the Richter scale is insane in Japan because they had 8.9 and they will have 9.2, 9.5 before they're done. And these reactors are all subject to a phenomenon that they uh, identify as blackout when there is no power anywhere to run the pumps they are in trouble and in this case their backup generators were destroyed by the tsunami because those things were not in this building 8.2 earthquake and tsunami uh, those are remarkable buildings they withheld it but the ones that needed to be in operation to protect from blackout they did not withstand the forces of nature now, if you look on some of the, uh, which we've circulated on the uh, network, uh, the contact ministers, they have a connection to these uh, websites that uh, monitor the radiation. They're also, one of them shows all the, the uh, nuclear power plants throughout the United States. Those, a lot of them are way away from where tsunamis are, and some of them are pretty far away from where you would normally see an earthquake and even abnormally see an earthquake, because we're going to see earthquakes in the, the New Madrid fault area. Uh, we've been predicting it for a long time. We've seen a rise in activity there, and it may subside for a while. will uh, devastate uh, river traffic uh, and just cause total mayhem. Uh, you will have earthquakes in the New York area. Uh, St. Lawrence Seaway is an earthquake fault. Uh, and the earthquakes that take place in New York are much different than the ones that will be in the New Madrid area, or Madrid area, and uh, much different than the ones that you see in uh, California or Japan. Uh, because those buildings are built on granite. And when shaking takes place with tall buildings on granite, uh, a much different uh, system of stress is created. These things happen. They're always going to happen. We go into periods of greater activity. You listen to one uh, individual who gathers statistics, and uh, volcanic eruptions are up 500 percent. 
you talk to another one and he says, no, they're, it's the same as always. It's just that we're better at reporting. We don't see those. That's not more populated area down there. Uh, but the fact is is there is going to be an increase in activity. There has been. We predicted it back right to the day, uh, back in uh, 1998, and uh, uh, this fellow in Australia predicted the Japanese earthquake right to the day in Japan based just by looking at the sun, which is the uh, uh, the explanation that we made. And the fact is, if you go back 2,000 years, Jesus said, look for signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, meaning the planets. And we see that increased activity on the planets. We've seen hurricanes on Mars where they thought there was no weather whatsoever. Now, in geological terms, these things take place over a little bit longer period of time. But there was an article just came out recently that says that the time between an inactive volcano becoming an active one has decreased by like 500 uh, percent, and they don't know why. Uh, of course, one of the greatest dangers is guys who have a degree of knowledge telling you, oh, well, this is the answer. I'm not going to tell you what all the answers are. I don't know what they are, but I know what the solution is, and the solution is Christ and doing what Christ said, and that means caring about others as much as you care about yourself. In order to do that, you have to come in financial assistance and uh, in congregations. Or do, they, do they need it? We've had guys who were uh, not connected to us but say they are. Um, we have people need, but nobody's monitoring what they're receiving. Nobody knows how much they're receiving, and we know for a fact that they have misrepresented what they've been receiving to people in order to get more. If you don't have a network that's on the ground with an intimate knowledge of what this individual's needs are because selfishness will uh, cause people to justify and to bear false witness as to what their needs really are and what they have really received. And so you need to be that police in your own lives, in your own congregations, and those congregations need to know each other and discover who they can trust. And nothing is better for doing that than hard times. And so we're going to have great opportunities to uh, shore up the chinks in our armor, to iron sharpen iron, to uh, challenge one another, to be absolutely honest in our dealings with one another. And we're going to stop looking towards the world and the governments of the world who exercise authority one over the other but call themselves benefactors simply by taking away from your neighbor to provide you with welfare. We're going to start developing a system of welfare, a, a system of social assurance by binding people together with faith, hope, and charity through congregations of record that we know where they are and so we have the buddy system times 10 watching out for one another so that when the disasters that are coming you haven't even seen the disasters yet I don't want you to be afraid of that I want you to have faith now you can get through this and you can get through this and come out a better person you can come out actually doing these things that Jesus did and greater than the things than that that you can do. But you can't just sit around and wait for the kingdom to come because it does not come through observation. It comes by doing the will of the Father. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. 
Thy will be done, thy kingdom come. This is what's going on or should be going on in your life and is not going on in the lives of many people because they have been fed a false pseudo-religion that is more interested in their personal private doctrines in thousands of denominations than actually tending to the weightier matters of law, judgment, mercy, and faith. And if if we were doing that, if this was a Christian nation, there would be no alkali lake filled with uh, toxins that killed Louis Hadley and caused birth defects in the, the child of the people who took over after Louis died. Uh, and... Uh, uh, the other people that are, are are dying or have already died of cancer. Now, some of the people were exposed to that and they didn't die. Why? Because they have unique immune systems because they're, you know, I know one guy down here, he, I guess he's well over 100 years old. I think on his 99th birthday, he got mad at everybody and uh, took off walking for uh, uh, a nearby town, Paisley, uh, from the town he was in, which that would be about... 60, 70 miles. And then nobody would drive them. They wouldn't give them the car keys. So (laughs) that's the only reason people take their car keys out is to keep that old guy from getting in there and driving off with their car. (laughs) I I always get around and says that uh, he's too hungry for heaven and hell won't have him. So (laughs) he just keeps on a living. But that orderliness actually has helped keep him alive, I think. But uh, that I'm not recommending that as a solution. But uh, uh, tenacity and, and courage and faith and purpose in life. Uh, so many people are on antidepressants, but they don't have a purpose in life. They don't have a value in life. And so they're depressed. Get real. Get a purpose in life. Start doing things for others. Start thinking about others as much or more than yourself, and you will have, you will kick into place an immune system that will protect you. Start caring about what you consume and what others consume. Why do we have such poisonous foods in the marketplace? Because people don't care about other people. They are making food that's terrible and selling it because they care about covetousness, selfishness, a willingness to bear false witness about what they're producing and the value of it to your health. I mean, aspartame. There should be a law. <laughs> the reality is there is a law against aspartame. They know it's detrimental to your health. It's bad for you. The only reason they're putting it in the drinks is cheaper than sugar. And you want it. Stop wanting it. And stop wanting to belong to a social welfare system that will force you to pay for the indiscretions of the foolish. In socialism, when the foolish virgins run out of oil, you have to give them oil. Or you'll be arrested. Jesus slams the door in their face and won't open it up when they knock. Because that's just. And in another way, it's mercy, because in a time of affluence, we are not strengthening the poor, we're weakening them. And most of you out there are the poor, because you don't have a society operating by faith, hope, and charity, the way of Christ. 
you don't have a society that is tending to the weightier matters of law, judgment, and mercy, and faith. If you go into courts today, you will see terrible injustices. Years ago, my father quit the law three times because of the injustice, the backroom deals that were going on behind the scenes in Texas. And he come here to California, or I'm not in California, but he went to California and found it going on there. Never get into another law firm again. The backroom deals in your politics. Why is that going on? Because you're not tending to the way you're managed. You're looking. You're giving these men power, just like we gave Saul power, and it corrupts men. But that's only because you're already corrupted. That's what it says in the Bible. You, they want Saul to rule over them because they have already rejected me. This is what God is saying. So the voice of the people elected Saul and made him ruler, lawmaker. And even David came in and instituted a draft. He repented from that. He did other things, and he repented from that. But the leaders you're getting today, they're not repenting. And they're not going to. You need to repent. Turn around. Start creating a society based on faith, hope, and charity. Start creating a society of Minutemen so that when somebody in your congregation says, I will do this, you know it will get done. Now you're getting close to the kingdom. You go get an ID card that says you're in the kingdom and don't have that characteristic, you're nowhere near the kingdom. If you don't live by faith, hope, and charity or are striving to get to a place where you can, then you are far from the kingdom. It's about turning around and heading in that direction. It's not by leaping over the fence. We are going to enter into the gate. We are going to do this righteously. Those of you who owe taxes, pay those taxes. But strive, work at night, glean in the fields for your straw and your benefits. And that means you have to find the other souls out here who will hear that message. And that's what the tour is about. It's an opportunity of choice to give you the opportunity to choose to go out and find somebody else who will hear the message of Christ, the message that you should live by faith, hope, and charity and not elect lawmakers to rule over you. You should be ruled over by God in your hearts, and it means that you have to come together as individuals standing alone together, bound by an invisible, invisible force like that radiation, an invisible force created by love and caring for one another. Not because they will love you back, but because love is radiating out of you to everybody around. That love, when it radiates out around you, it becomes like a lethal dose, dose of radiation to evil. Evil hates it. It flees it. it. It freezes it so that it cannot even move if that is really coming out of your heart. And it has to be the love of God on the frequency of God the, the capacity of God's love, this, this pure love. You know, it's like not a yellow light, not a red light, not a green light, but a white light. 
and that's the kind of love you want. You don't want the love that a cat has for a bird. You want the love that God has for us, a love that gives life. That means you have to be willing to give up life. That's why charity is so important. It turns the flow of energy in your pipes around the other way. The problem in Japan is they're not getting water through the pipes because the generators aren't working. They've been swept away. Well, the generator of God's love has been swept away by a socialist state. We don't love one another anymore. Oh, we like one another in church when we sing our songs, but we don't actually physically put that into action. Faith, charity is an action word. Love is an inside out. And we have to create a society that demands that you come from inside out to others. And that requires forgiveness, because if you aren't forgiving, you will become morose and angry and upset and resentful. And it will eat away at you like radiation eating away at those uh, those containment uh, chambers of those rods, corroding them from the inside out. You have to forgive. You don't love somebody because they love you back. You love somebody because love is the way. If Christ only loved us because we loved him back, he wouldn't have done what he did. There is a quantum physics applied in a spiritual realm that will change your physical environment if you follow the ways of love and forgiveness. It, you will be governed by another force in energy that is more powerful than the radiation in Japan or the depleted uranium in Iraq or the radiation that comes from the sun in the form of plasma that streamed across this planet and caused that earthquake. It triggered that earthquake because it, it passed through this planet, uh, the, the, uh, the magnetosphere, stripped away elements of that uh, upper uh, field that surrounds the planet, and the Earth immediately tried to renew it, and it renewed it through certain uh, key points and w which follow fault lines, and it caused volcanoes to go off, and it caused earthquakes to be triggered by a sudden charge that was uh, passing up through the crust. And that's why somebody can look at the sun and say, there's going to be an earthquake in Japan tomorrow. Jesus knew that 2,000 years ago. We knew that uh, 10 years ago, and then some. And we've been telling people about it, but we're not telling you so you could be afraid, because there are, are events coming up that are going to be disastrous. There are events coming up that are going to be wondrous. History is going to happen. What part of history do you want to play? This is your choice. This is what the tour is about. Is our <coughs> If you don't reach out to find others in your area to come together with this simple basic precept 
of caring about one another, being men for one another, the buddy system times ten, loving one another as much as you love yourself, loving their rights, loving their uh, freedom as much as you love your own. In an active, real way that makes a difference, you're not headed for the kingdom. So you have the choice. We're not going to make you do it. Are you building the meeting that's going to take place in your area? Go to the hisholychurch.org slash tour and you will see our schedule and it's changing constantly. Uh, they're still building in Wisconsin and Minneapolis uh, and we'll stop almost anywhere along the route. We'll vary off, veer off the route just to meet you if we have the time. Whether it's one person or two people or a hundred people or two hundred people or a thousand people, we will be there if we can physically get there. We have committed to this journey. It will take months away from my family. It will take uh, many thousands and thousands of dollars. We're not rich. We're actually what you would call, we're way below poverty level. We've lived below poverty level for uh, as long as I can remember, 20 or 30 years. Uh, we do all right. Uh, we're not starving, but we have, we are actually believe that you cannot teach people to live by faith on a guaranteed salary. And we don't talk about asking for donations. We do the work, and God will provide. And he provides to you, and he's providing you an opportunity to support us, to support your local congregations. That's what we want to see. We want to see you build local congregations and support those. And that will be reward enough for us. It will be there for us if we need help. We, we we could do a great deal more work with your help. I can I can lift a lot of weight, and and with the help of those here, we can lift a lot more. But with your help, we can even lift more. And you can get when you come together with this nature of giving and forgiving. You can you can move mountains. Though you have the faith of a mustard seed, so we're starting very small. Uh, the network has grown five times uh, its size, in uh, maybe even more. I, I'm not even keeping so that'd be 500 percent in a year if we do. If it's, it's exponential, <laughs> the next year it won't just be 500 percent; it'll be a thousand percent. And we're dealing with a bigger base, so it can grow and grow and grow. But the value is is that if love grows in your heart amongst the people you know in your area, without forgetting the rest of the congregation, then you're headed for the kingdom. And you're going to need to. Till then, God bless. See you on Talk Show. All those on the Living Network know when that is and where that is. And so I don't need to tell you. So if you're not on the network, get on it. It's only church.org. God bless. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. 
You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. Thank you.